Welcome and thank you for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on March 17th, 2021. And happy St. Patrick's Day. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank my church family at St. Paul's Lutheran in Columbia, South Carolina, for loving me and giving me so many opportunities to equip myself to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Most gracious God and Heavenly Father, many of us come to you today with either unrealized or shattered dreams. Quite often we think we are in charge of making our dreams come true, and we can also be in charge of putting the pieces of a shattered dream back together. Lord, I ask that you send your Holy Spirit to stir our hearts, to understand that you are the only source that can fulfill meaningful dreams and restore our joy after, after we have experienced a shattered dream. We lift up this prayer to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Who among us, when our dreams are shattered, wants to either give up or try and fix things ourselves because we're not quite ready to give it all to God yet? I'm guilty. The amount may vary, but I would dare say that each of us has a certain degree of competitiveness or pride, if you will, that prohibits us from admitting that we're not able to do something without God's help. It is in those darkest moments when we need to trust in God's providence to give us comfort and hope. I recently read a book titled Shattered Dreams by Larry Crabb. This is a book that's based on insights wrapped around the story of Naomi found in the book of Ruth. The story found in the book of Ruth is well worth reading, and it's only four chapters long. I won't read the whole story today, but I'll give you an overview. This story of love and loyalty between two widows shines brightly in an otherwise very dark period of Israel's history. It takes place during the time of the judges, and it attests to the fact that God, that with God, there is always hope for a brighter future. Naomi and her husband, Elimelech, lived in Bethlehem, and during this time there was a famine, so they left home and went to Moab. They took with them their two sons. After her husband died, both of her sons married Moabite women one named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about 10 years, both of her sons died, so she was left with her daughter-in-laws. Naomi learned that the famine had ended back home, so she decided to return. She begged both of her daughter-in-laws to stay in the land of Moab, but Ruth insisted in her loyalty to her mother-in-law to go where she would go, as well as die where she would die. When they arrived back home, Naomi felt empty and utterly defeated because her dreams of living her life with her husband and her sons had been shattered. She felt that God had let her down. Upon their return, Ruth met a relative of Elimelech's named Boaz. 
It was then that Naomi realized God had not stopped showing her kindness. Ruth ended up marrying Boaz and having a child with him. As you can tell, this is a very short and condensed overview of the entire story, and it ends with Naomi holding Ruth and Boaz's child in her arms, and her joy has been restored. God's providence was at work in the entire story from beginning to end. In the following reading, Jesus speaks to us about what his Father has given him and how it will benefit us in our times of need when our dreams are shattered. The reading is found in the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 27 through 30. Here's the reading. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, admitting that things will never be perfect for us in our earthly life and knowing that we cannot get through the pain of shattered dreams by ourselves leads us to let Jesus take control and accept his offer to share his yoke. I know you've heard me speak of my paternal grandmother before. I and my four brothers always knew her as Gamma. She was and still is one of the biggest faith-based influences in my entire life. I want to share a little bit more of her story with you today in hopes that I will honor her memory. First of all, I'm going to give you some of the bullet points of my memories of Gamma, and then I'll tell you a story of her shattered dreams. Hopefully these bullet points will give you a flavor of who Gamma was. My dad liked to take us boys hunting and fishing, and whenever we got up early to go hunting or fishing, Gamma would have already been up and made breakfast for us. When we returned home from hunting or fishing, she always insisted on cleaning whatever game or fish we had brought home. She read her Bible every morning and every evening, and I knew that because I was witness to it, not because she told me she did. She was gentle and firm at the same time. I remember her telling all us boys that if we did something wrong or didn't tell the truth, it would hurt our hearts. Well, I didn't believe her until the next time I did something wrong or didn't tell the truth and my heart began to ache. I told Gamma my heart was hurting because I had done something wrong. She said thank you and offered her forgiveness to me. I don't remember a single time that she ever raised her voice. She taught us all how to do things for other people out of love, even when it might not suit her, and she never complained about it. Now, Gamma made homemade cakes, pies, coffee cakes, and some of the best homemade mints in the world for everyone to enjoy. You may be thinking that's no big deal because that's what grandmothers are supposed to do. But you see, Gamma was diabetic. And even though I know she wanted to eat some of those sweets, she knew she couldn't. She was frugal and wasted nothing. I remember she always had a mismatched 
colored ball of string in her closet. It just kept growing. She would always scrape the butter off the paper wrapper until there was not a trace left. There are so many other fond memories I have about her, but now I'd like to share a little history about Gamma that may give you some insight into how she handled her own shattered dreams. Gamma was born on February 9, 1889, and she died on December 31, 1973. She was 83 years old. She was 25 years old when she and her husband, Arthur Mason Suggs Sr., who was 30 years old, when they got married on January 28, 1915. Gamma never directly shared her dreams with me, but I can only imagine that she dreamed for a long time that she and her husband would have children together and a long life. I can only imagine her excitement when she became pregnant sometime in 1918. Written in her hand in her family Bible that I have was Son Born January 27th, 1919. And right below that entry read Son Died January 27th, 1919. This was just the beginning of my gamma's shattered dreams. I can only guess at the grief she must have gone through, and I can only imagine her hope for a family with children was restored when she became pregnant again and delivered a baby girl named Georgia Lee Suggs on January 2nd, 1921. The next entry in her family Bible directly below Georgia Lee's birth announcement, reads, Died Saturday night, March 22, 1924. Georgia Lee was only 39 months old. We never heard Gamma discuss that much growing up, but I can certainly understand why not. But wow, there goes another dream shattered. The next entry recorded in the Family Bible announces the birth of my dad, Arthur Mason Suggs, Jr. On October 14, 1924, hope for a family with children restored once again, but there certainly had to be some anxiety and nervous thoughts on my gamma's part about what the future held for him. The next shattered dream event occurred on May 18, 1930. On a Wednesday at 1.30, when Gamma's husband died. They had been married for 17 years when he died. At the time, my father was only eight years and nine months old. As if that wasn't enough, Gamma was beneficiary to a $2,000 life insurance policy written through New York Life. It was a relatively new policy and was still in its contestability period when he died. For some reason, New York Life contested it, and Gamma had to take them to the South Carolina Supreme Court, where she testified and won and was awarded the death benefit. I can't imagine how difficult that was. After she had just lost her husband and was at home alone with a not-yet nine-year-old son. Fast forward to 1949, when my mom, Thelma, and my dad were married on Saturday, February 19th at 2 p.m. 
Gamma lived in a house in Clover, South Carolina, where my dad grew up, and she also ran a boarding house. That always sounded very intriguing to us boys, but it was basically Gamma renting out homes in her house to school teachers. My mom and dad built a house in Columbia in 1949, and I was born in 1951. I don't have an exact date, but I believe it was 1953 when my mom and dad decided it would be best if Gamma would move in with us permanently. I'm going to condense this part because I could certainly ramble on for a while, but mom and dad went on to have four more boys. Yep, there were five of us boys that were raised by our mom, dad, and Gamma. We were certainly blessed to have Gamma in our lives. And I know she felt blessed that we were in hers. Our dad did outlive his mom, and I am sure she was proud to see her son become a loving husband, father, grandfather, and successful businessman. In the year before her death, while living in an assisted living facility, she became somewhat forgetful. It was probably her forgetfulness that helped lead to her death. She obviously forgot that she was diabetic and helped herself to some of her neighbor's Christmas goodies and died as a result of a diabetic coma. How fitting. She finally got the sweets she always wanted. You know, as I read the book Shattered Dreams, Gamma kept popping into my mind. I shared her story with you because even though Gamma never specifically told me that she had given her life to Christ, it was evident to me that she had. She knew that she could not survive shattered dreams on her own. I could not help but draw a parallel between Naomi and Gamal because both women had shattered dreams, but they both realized that God had not stopped showing them kindness. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you once again for your word as it brings us comfort as well as conviction. Lord, help us to always interpret your word correctly and equip us to boldly share your word and the good news of your son, Jesus Christ, with others. Let us always be thankful for those around us that are and have modeled the love of Christ and acknowledge their dependence on you. We raise this prayer to you in Jesus' name. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.